Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today, man. There is so much going on, and there's a lot of stuff that's breaking just as I was getting ready to record, so uh, it's been breaking all day long. The New York, uh, Letitia James, they they have rested their case in New York, and she's already said that the judge has his verdict, but the judge hasn't given a verdict yet. But we know that he's going to be found guilty. They're going to make Trump pay a bunch of money, but that's not the, so what? It's a civil trial. There's nothing criminal there. They'll find him. He'll appeal it. He'll probably get off on appeal. And if he doesn't, so what? He's got a lot of money. He's going to just pay the freaking fine and say, whatever, I'm done with this. I wash my hands of you people. But there's more important legal things on the legal front with Donald Trump, huge legal things. We already know that Jack Smith has tried to skip the appellate court and go directly to the Supreme Court to rule on whether a president has immunity because part of President Trump's defense in the D.C. trials is that he has immunity for acts that happened or allegedly happened while he was president. Okay, so that's not a that's not a thing. Excuse me. And so that's already, and that's, that's a, that's, if you look at uh, Shipwreck and, and some of the other people out there that are experts, attorneys that are out there, this is simply a move for Jack Smith to distance himself from the entire thing falling apart, just like impeachment one, just like impeachment two, just like the Russia, just like all, everything that they try to do to Trump as, as, as political operatives backfires on them and it backfires huge because it's not true, but they don't care. They get their political theater. They get that all out in the open. Okay. And then we have just just a little bit ago, all right, the Supreme Court is going to rule, or they're, they're going to consider, they're, they're not going to rule, but they're going to consider taking up, okay, an old early 2000s law that Congress passed because of Enron that was meant to stop financial uh, shenanigans from happening within corporations and applied it to J6 protesters and put several hundred of them in prison, convicted them of felonies. And the law was misapplied. It's been split going up the appellate process. And the Supreme Court is going to consider it. Julie Kelly talked a lot about this. I'm going to cover some of her stuff. We're, of course, going to look at Hunter Biden goes into the Capitol whining, 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 whining. Poor me. Poor me. Poor my family. Poor my dad. My dad just loves me. He just loves me. That's why is you know, that's why this is going on. And everybody's unfairly coming after us. And they've been doing it for six years. And it just needs to stop. It's not fair. They showed pictures of me naked in front of Congress. Uh, what a piece of shit that guy is. But we're going to talk about that just a little bit because he needs to be held in contempt of Congress. Oh, but guess what? This is why Republicans lose. They're not going to hold him in contempt. They've already decided they're not going to take a contempt vote, even though he refused to testify. This is why Republicans lose. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to look into the Ukraine and the border issue some because that's an important thing. The border is always an important thing. It needs to be secured. We can't continue allowing what is going on to continue. We can't continue to let it continue. So we're going to look at all that. So, um, you know, I do want a quick shout out to this cool little uh, 
this cool little thing behind me to another shout out. I gave it to him yesterday, a bark and board woodworking. Thank you so much for making this really cool piece for me. You can see my two German shepherds superimposed on the American flag. That's all made. That's, that's a piece of woodwork. That's not a picture. That's not a painting. That, that's wood with an American flag, my two German shepherd dogs. Love it. It's a great piece of art. I'm going to keep it right here in the studio. Uh, again, thank you so much to Bark and Board Woodworking. You can find them on Etsy, or you can just search up the website, too, if you want to find a really cool, unique piece. This was this was a custom piece. This wasn't something I just bought off of his page. I said, hey, man, can you do something with both of my dogs? He said, no problem, man. Send me some pictures. I did, and he did. Pretty cool. Two weeks later, I had this awesome custom piece of art to display in my studio and have in my background as part of my show. All right, let's get going here. We have, uh, <laughs> man, Julie Kelly, she tweeted this, and I, I we just started diving in. Holy shit, Supreme Court will review 1512 obstruction of an official proceeding case. That's what they charged a bunch of the J6 protesters with. But the problem is that's not why the law was written. It wasn't written to... I mean, by by their definition, obstruction of an official proceeding case, all these nearly 300 J6 people they put into prison or convicted of a felony. What about pulling a fire alarm? Is that not then obstructing an official proceeding? How come Jamal wasn't prosecuted as a felon under this code, if it is indeed a code? Are we going to apply the law equally? Of course not. That's not what Democrats do when they're in power. In fact, they have no intention of applying it equally. She continues this felony was used against 300 plus J6ers and represents half of Jack Smith's indictments against Trump. If SCOTUS determines Department of Justice has misused the statute, it will be a game changer. She followed up with this tweet. This is a day so many J6ers have been waiting for. Now, if you don't know who Julie Kelly is, she is like, she is the authority on the J6 protesters, their legal cases, what's going on with the D.C. trials and all that. She has her thumb on the pulse all the time. We've been talking. She says she's going to come on the show after the first year, so I'm really looking forward to doing that. It's going to be a great show. And, and man, she, she's just that, that's just super cool, right? So watch for that. That's going to happen after the first year. But she is the foremost authority and, and has just become a great advocate and journalist for keeping this out in the open and keeping people apprised of what exactly is going on. She continues, lives destroyed, people rotting in prison, all because Biden's DOJ abused a post-Enron evidence tampering statute. And what will Jack Smith do now? Two of four counts in his indictment are in jeopardy. This is potentially more impactful than the immunity issue. Will he drop the 1512C2 related counts? Will he seek to superseding the indictment with other charges? Trump's lawyers presumably will be filing a motion to dismiss, as they should. Breaking news after that, just as I was getting ready to record, the D.C. federal judge has suspended all court dates in the case until the Supreme Court, until they get ruling on whether the Supreme Court is going to consider the cases, well, they're considering the cases, but whether they're going to decide to take them up and rule on them. So the the D.C. trial with Trump, the entire thing, the dates in March, everything, the whole 2024 railroading that they wanted to do to Trump during an election year is now on indefinite pause 
until it's determined what the Supreme Court is going to do. Now, they had requested for the Supreme Court to expedite the rulings. But now the question is, now that they have paused all proceedings and all court dates in the D.C. trial with Jack Smith, maybe they won't expedite it. There's no reason to expedite it now if the trial is on pause. And guess what? That might also affect the Florida trial because Jack Smith was supposed to, once they got the the thing sorted out in D.C., come to Florida and explain to the judge there what they were going to do in D.C. versus what's happening down in Florida. This puts everything in doubt. This puts So the New York trial could potentially be over very soon. Well, it is. It's The, the testimony is done. The judge is going to rule against Trump. It's going to be appealed. And even if it's found... Still, to, uh, even if it's upheld on appeal, Trump will just pay out the dough. No big deal. It's a civil trial. doesn't mean anything. The D.C. trial is on hold indefinitely until it's determined what the Supreme Court is going to do. And this can also affect the Florida trial dates because the Florida trial dates were dependent on when the D.C. trial dates were going to be. pretty cool huh then you have winning people this is good now we don't know how the supreme court is going to rule right and they haven't always ruled uh how we would suspect they would in our favor being a conservative court but one's got to think that that they're going to um i mean it is it's going to be what it is i think the charges are bullshit i think they misused a statute and incorrectly applied it And I think that the president does have immunity for those documents while he was president. If the Supreme Court rules against our buddy Jack on the immunity thing, if he rules against the the uh, you know the J six defendant that's for the J six defendant that's appealed all the way to the Supreme Court now, the DC case is done. It's done. It's gone. It's over. Not going to happen. And oh, what a beautiful thing that would be. Julie Kelly wrote a story on follow-up of this uh, on Real Clear Investigations. This was back This was back on November 1st, actually. Um, Donald Trump doesn't know uh, Thomas Robertson, but the, Donald Robertson, that's the guy who's appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. But the former president's fate appears inextricably tied to the former Army Ranger who was convicted last year for the involvement in the January 6, 2021 protest at U.S. Capitol. In Washington, D.C., prosecutors are using a financial crime statute. Again, this was for Enron. This statute was written because of Enron, not because of protesters. Passed by Congress in 2002 in response to Enron scandal to bring felony charges against hundreds of January 6 defendants, including Trump and Robertson. Lawyers, excuse me, lawyers for both and other January 6 defendants argue the law is being misapplied. It obviously is, and I believe that the Supreme Court is going to rule in the same fashion. Now, this is this is a big deal. Make no mistake. This is uh, excuse me here. Let me my throat's a little a little harsh today. I'm gonna get a little drink. This is a big deal because, again, this could make the entire thing go away. It can also impact the Florida case. Then all we have left is Georgia. Who knows what's going to happen there? But it looks like uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel that all of this could 
very definitely fall apart, as it should, because it's complete and utter bullshit. Hunter Biden today was supposed to testify this morning. Actually, not testify. Uh, it'd be dep- deposed. Now, a deposition is something that is done before a hearing. This was a complete setup. Hunter Biden had no intention whatsoever of ever going in front of Congress or in front of their attorneys at all. He wasn't going to be deposed. He's not going to give testimony. He never intended to. This thing is a big, huge sham. From the uh, Surprising that Biden is involved. Of course, it's a fucking sham. Well, he went to D.C. anyway, and he held a press conference out in front of the out in front of the Capitol, and um, and it's it's pretty fucking disgusting. The guy, the guy is a piece of shit, and this just proves it. He goes up there trying to sound smart and trying to, you know, poor me, poor my dad. This is everybody's after us. They've been after us for six years. They showed naked pictures of me. They weren't impressive, by the way. Those pics. Sorry, it's not about Hunter's junk. It never was. But it's funny to see people like AOC is sticking up for a womanizing guy who did, you know, prostitutes and drugs. <laughs> this is how depraved the Democrat Party is. That they're, it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, um, let's take a look at what what Hunter had to say. Now, the sad, the thing is, the a deposition. This is what was to happen the reason it's held in private is because then the attorneys can both question him for an hour apiece and get all of the information then they use that deposition what was revealed in the deposition the answers and all of that for the later future date hearing in front of the full congress but when you're in front of the house but when you're in front of all the members everybody just gets five minutes they spend most of that time just you know giving talking points and saying the things that they want to say, not really asking questions. They're two completely different processes. Deposition happens first. Hearing happens second. That's how it is done. Hunter Biden knew this. His attorneys knew this. Okay. Apparently the the guy who slept with a Chinese spy, I don't know why I can't remember his name right now. For some reason, he's still on the judiciary committee. Uh, he helped his attorney uh, run this scam. And, uh, and it's just despicable. But here's what Hunter had to say out in front of the Capitol. Check it out. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. Oh, is that why you're there? I thought you were there to try to, uh, (laughs) well, basically be in contempt of Congress and come out there and give this little dog and pony show that you did. He continued with this. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. 
I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career and business career. I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my efforts to forge global business relationships. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. Okay, look, the only person who messed up your character was you. Because you're a slimy son of a bitch. Because you are an unethical, immoral piece of shit. Because you go around screwing hookers and doing drugs and taking slimy business deals from the Chinese Communist Party, from Ukraine, because you're a criminal. The only person who has imputed your character is you, Hunter Biden. It has nothing to do with the Republicans. You know what? Don't be a douchebag. Be a man of character, and your character won't get attacked. Unless you're Donald Trump. Yeah, that's what he had to say. And, and then he went on to whine. Now, the thing is, so he didn't testify. And then the, the Republicans came out with a statement that uh, we are not going to hold him in contempt of Congress, even though they should, because he did... If he refuses to testify in front of them, they have a subpoena, then he should be in contempt of Congress. But they're not going to they're not going to enforce that, at least not before the break. And I doubt they ever will. Um, This was just a complete dog and pony show from top to bottom. And then his little whiny uh, act, the victim, you know, addicts love to be victims. Criminals love to play the victim. And uh, this is what he had to say. This is the most disgusting, pathetic, one of the most disgusting, pathetic things I've ever seen. Definitely the most disgusting and pathetic thing I've seen today. Check this out. He displayed naked photos of me during an oversight hearing. And they have taken the light of my dad's love, the light of my dad's love for me, and presented it as darkness. They have no shame. These guys are master projectors, man. They've taken the light of my dad's love and portrayed it as darkness. You know who your dad cares about, Hunter? Himself. He cares about himself. And uh, you know that, and that's why you're so fucked up. That's why you turn to drugs and addiction. That's why you... That's why you've done the things you've done. It's because your father's a piece of shit. Because you weren't the favorite child. Bo was. And you couldn't handle it. And now you go up there and you still defend him. It's unbelievable, this guy. I guess not really. I mean, he's a Biden. Okay, we're going to move on now. Uh, Here's the Nen Report, by the way. Make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the Nun Report. Speaking of Rumble, speaking of Rumble, big news. Just saw an announcement. Again, tons of stuff is breaking today. I could hardly keep up. I could not fit it all on the show. Tucker Carlson and the new Tucker Carlson Network 
are going to be exclusively on Rumble. So there you go. How about that? Rumble sent out a congratulation tweet. Pretty cool. I didn't have time to get a screenshot of it or anything or, and put it in today's show. But uh, but if you if you look at it, let's take a look here. Um, let's just see if there's any updates on that. Uh, Rumble. Yeah, so here's what they had to say. Uh, Bongino said, Tucker is back. Welcome to Rumble. Rumble made the announcement. A big welcome to at Tucker Carlson and at TC Network for joining Rumble. The official channel is now live on Rumble at rumble.com slash Tucker Carlson. Big deal, man. Look, the alternative economy, the alternative economy, the alternative uh, sources for information, alternative news, truth, in other words, it's alive and well, and it's growing, and it scares the piss out of the extreme commie Democrats. That's why they're so freaked out. Anyway, I'm on Rumble, too. Again, rumble.com slash the report. Make sure you please follow my channel, and please give, if you watch the videos, and I hope you do, please give it a thumbs up when you're watching it. That helps a lot with the algorithms, gives it more natural exposure. Now, the Nun Report is about truth, freedom, and weirdness. We've talked a little bit of the truth so far. We're going to talk, and we well, we kicked off with some freedom right? A bunch of J6 protesters that were wrongly convicted of felony charges under a statute that was misapplied, that was meant for financial crimes, not for protesting. So we talked about freedom. Uh, we talked some truth with Hunter Biden, and now we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get back to some of that. Don't worry. Truth and freedom is good stuff. It's the meat and potatoes of this show. But I do like to put some weirdness in there. That is the motto of the Nun Report, truth, freedom, and weirdness. Today, your weirdness comes from Seattle, Washington, my hometown. And uh, only in Seattle, man, can you get something like this. Santa is getting attacked. Oh, shit. So not just one Santa. Oh, no. Let's check this out. Yo, you got to take that L and walk away, my boy. Oh, Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, he backing up now. He backing up. Oh! Oh! Hold on. Oh, there's Santa number two. Oh shit! They jumping him. <laughs> jumping him. Those Santas are getting out of hand in Seattle. <laughs> Oh shit! Let him go! <laughs> okay, now I don't normally laugh at violence. Okay, sometimes I do, but <laughs> this was just too funny, right? Thank you, Jonathan Show, by the way, for sharing this so that I could drop it out again. That was in downtown Seattle. We had the attack of the Santas where they ganged up on a dude. I don't know what the circumstances were. I don't know what the what happened beforehand that led to this, but the fact that somebody caught it on video and his narration was pretty good too. I thought it was, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was okay. So Vladimir Zelensky was, uh, Oh, by the way. Oh, so one more thing before we go on to, to Zelensky and Ukraine and the, the whole freaking making the political elite, the military industrial complex and Ukrainian oligarchs rich, because that's what it's all about. You know that, right? This is not about protecting democracy. It's not about preventing Russian expansionism. It's not about diminishing Russia's military. Those things are happening. But that's not why 
we continue to dump U.S. treasure into Ukraine. And we're going to talk about that. Before we go there, Tucker Carlson had a good point in a in a in in an X space where that's where you have live conversations. All kinds of people join in. It's pretty cool. Anybody can listen. And then they have speakers, depending on who they are, they can speak and get their points out and stuff like that. Tucker Carlson had this to say about the Republican National Committee. Check it out. By the way, if any, I don't know how many people are on this call, but if anyone present can see a purpose for the RNC to continue to exist, um, just shoot me a text because I'd love to. It, the RNC is like NATO. You know, it, it, it has no reason for being. It only consumes resources and says annoying things and breaks things. But th- there's sort of no reason to have it, you know. What I mean? I know exactly what you mean, dude. Yeah. Ronnie McDaniels and the RNC, the whole thing can just go the hell away. You know what? We don't need you to fundraise because all you do is spend it on yourselves. We don't need you to support our candidates because we can support them directly ourselves. RUR is a middleman who skims a little bit off the top so you can pay yourself 400 grand a year, live the life of luxury. We don't need a booking agent to fund the dem- or the, 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 the politicians that we support, okay? We don't. We don't need you. We don't need you skimming money off the top. Don't, don't give any money to the RNC, in fact. I would say, here, here's what I'm going to say right now. Do not give a single penny to the RNC. If you support a candidate, make sure to, to donate directly to their campaigns. And do it. Do it often. It doesn't matter if it's a small amount or a large amount. It all adds up. If you see a candidate you like on the local level, state level, national level, and you want to support them, please do. I know that I do. And it's not a lot, but I do what I can. And you should too, because it all helps. Cut out the middleman. Cut out the RNC. Go directly to the candidate. They serve no purpose. They serve no purpose. Anyway, Ed, Zelensky came to town and shortly before he came and we knew it was going to be a dog and pony show. We knew he was going to have his hand out begging for money. J.D. Vance came in and, you know, this is what this is what he had to say. Laura, it's utterly disgraceful. We're about to go through the United States Senate tomorrow, a very undignified process where Zelensky comes to town and demands that you give him, the American taxpayer gives him another $61 billion. And oh, by the way, if you want to secure your border first, you are actually a Putin puppet. He said this publicly today. I think it's disgraceful. I think it's grotesque. And I think that it comes at a time, Laura, when Republicans are actually showing some unity and some courage about the importance of the American southern border. So this is purely designed to apply pressure on Republicans to give up their fight on the border and write another blank check to Ukraine. I'm not doing it. I don't think Republicans should go for it at all. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's going for it now. I think that we're done with that. No more blank checks to Ukraine. There's no accountability for this money. There are There's information out there now that Zelensky has bought a couple of yachts. He's got mansions in the United States. We know, look, they're talking about not having enough money for pensions and to pay the military. And, oh, if there's a government shutdown. But yet we're paying the pensions of people in Ukraine. We're paying the salaries of politicians in Ukraine. And in the meantime, half a million people have died. We're going to talk about that. The blood that's been shed, a generation of Ukrainians are being wiped off the face of the earth so that Ukrainian oligarchs 
and elite politicians in the United States, along with their buddies in the military-industrial complex, can enrich themselves. And that's all this is about. It's all it's ever been about. It's not about protecting democracy or preventing Russian expansion. We covered that, but it's worth repeating. This was one of the most disgusting things I've seen. I mean, this is just, look at Mitch McConnell, two, two birds of a feather. Look at him. They're like canaries just licking their chops, walking with Zelensky in between them. They're both smiling and waving to the press. Hundreds of thousands of people are fucking dying. And they're all grins and giggles walking down the halls of the Capitol with basically a dictator. How, how is he not a dictator? He suspended elections. He's arrested political opposition. He, he's gotten rid of all news agencies except for one and made it state-controlled. And we're just bringing him in with open arms as if he's some sort of saint, as if, look, it's the most corrupt country in the fucking world. And there are no, there are no saints. And they're certainly not a democracy. And we need to stop giving them money and stop kissing their ass. But look at that. Two guys, a Republican and a Democrat, shit-eating grins on their face, walking their cash cow down the halls of the Capitol. Fucking pathetic. Biden says we must pay. What do you think? Did Biden say we must pay? The United States and Congress must, as I asked last week in this it's stunning that we've gotten to this point. You know, we need to fully appreciate, fully appreciate how it's wrong, how this is being viewed around the world. It is stunning that we've gotten to this point, asshole. It's absolutely stunning. Unbelievable, really. But here we are. You're the president. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you, uh, you're the empty suit. Someone's pulling your strings. They probably only tell you half of what's going on and the other half are lies that they want you to repeat and you just nod your head because th- th- you know your, your, your brain is Swiss cheese and then they plug all the bullshit in the holes of the cheese and that's what you spew out every time you get in front of the podium. But it's not just Democrats. Or it's not just Democrats. It's not just, it's not just Biden. And they sit there and tell you exactly why they're doing it. They don't even hide it. And you've got people out there, queers, you got people out there supporting all this shit. They think we should send more money, another $61 billion. While we've got our own border that is also costing lives, over 100,000 American lives. Estimates upwards of 9 million people have illegally entered this country since Biden took office. 9 million. 12,000 per day in some cases. But no, we got to protect Ukraine's border. And they're pissed off that Republicans want to take care of our own border and that we're holding the Ukraine funding hostage. We're going to talk about that. Why are we happy 
about sending money to Ukraine. Well, Mitch McConnell had this to say. If you look at the Ukraine assistance, let's, let's talk about where the money's really going. A significant portion of it's being spent in the United States in 38 different states, replacing the weapons that we sent to Ukraine with more modern weapons. So we're rebuilding our industrial base. That's what President Biden's seeking to do. It's, it's correct. No Americans are getting killed in Ukraine. We're re- rebuilding our industrial base. Wow. Okay. No Americans are getting killed in Ukraine. But half a million fucking Ukrainians and Russians have been killed there. An entire generation of Ukrainians are being wiped out, sent home to their maker so that we can rebuild, so that we can modernize our own equipment, so we can send them all of our old shit and then use the money to create new weapons of war for ourselves. And that was, that's what, look at this fucker. And he says it with a smile on his face. He's like, man, look what we're, what a deal. What a deal. We're replacing all of our military equipment with newer equipment. And it's not costing America blood. Do you think they give a fuck about Ukrainian blood? Do you think they give a damn that hundreds of thousands of people are dead so far? Estimates are, as of last August, half a million people had died in the conflict. And these fuckers sit there on Capitol Hill just grinning and and bearing and saying, oh, this is so cool, man. We're getting a bunch of new equipment for our military. And they sit there and tell it to you right to your face. And there's still those out there that think we're fighting for fucking democracy in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, The Ukrainians are destroying the army of one of our biggest rivals. I have a hard time finding anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful that they're. I I think it's wonderful. I think it's fucking wonderful that all these people are dying to benefit us and reduce our enemy's military. What kind of person thinks that way? What kind of person thinks it's fucking wonderful that we're killing, funding, supporting, encouraging the deaths of an entire generation of Ukrainians? How shitty does that make the United States of America? How shitty does that make us? You know why the world is looking at us like we're assholes? Because sometimes we are fucking assholes. They're defending themselves. And also the notion that the Europeans are not doing enough. They've done almost $90 billion. They're housing a bunch of refugees who escaped. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that our NATO allies in Europe have done quite a lot. You sound like you have a lot in common with President Biden in his worldview, based on what you just laid out. Well, not on the domestic side, but on, on this issue that we were discussing today, we're generally in the same place. So there you have it. 
you don't need to try to decipher or analyze why we are at war in Ukraine. Look, man, how many times do we need to be fooled? How many times we've been at war for my entire friggin' life with somebody? They sold us the lie. Then they wonder why we don't trust them. They sold us the lie of weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. We were in Afghanistan for 20 fucking years, even after we got Osama bin Laden because of the attacks on the World Trade Center. And what has changed? Where are we at in Afghanistan? Right back where it was, under control of the Taliban. Where's Afghan or Iraq? Under control. Iran controls Iraq. But all these people got rich in the process. 20 years of war based on lies told to the American people. But now we're supposed to believe them that Ukraine is all good. Look, Ukraine is justified. It's a just cause. We're protecting democracy. We're stopping Russian expansionism. We're replenishing our military with new equipment that we can give out to future generations to kill each other while we make even more fucking money. pisses me off just a little bit in case you couldn't tell senator patty murray from my state the most this has got to be and and man the most homely person in congress and i don't even think there's a close second but uh gosh she needs to go but she's reined in a lot of power this is what she's from my state I didn't vote for her. Trust me. I was just a kid when she was elected. Or a young man, at any rate. She ran around, I'm a mom in tennis shoes. That was her whole pitch. Well, let's cut to the chase here. We can pass a national security supplemental, and we can do it quickly. But senators need to decide if they are serious about delivering on aid to Ukraine and other critical national security priorities, or if they want to go home for the holidays and abandon our allies and deliver a massive gift to Putin. Democrats remain serious and we are ready to negotiate around bipartisan border policy. But we will not entertain a partisan wish list of permanent far-right overhauls to immigration policy. Now is the time to work together. It sends a far-right overhauls and extreme MAGA border policies We're going to talk about what those are. They're pretty fucking extreme. Sorry for all the F-bombs today, but man, I'm excited. If, if that's not your thing, you know, sorry. That's just kind of who I am sometimes. And that's, that's, this show is unfiltered. And, uh, and that's just the way it is. So anyway, Patty Murray continues. Here's a couple more. But look at her, man. Is she the most homely person in Congress? Dangerous message when one half of the Senate is focused on pitting allies and crises against each other as political bargaining chips. Because the Democrats have never done that. We've talked about this at length. We simply cannot afford further delays that tell our adversaries they can just wait us out. We cannot afford half steps that tell our allies we will. 
Okay, man, I'm done with you. We can't even we can't afford you is what we can't afford. We can't afford Democrats continuing to send U.S. treasure overseas to fight wars that serve no national security interest to the United States. By the way, that's supposed to be part of the deal when you go to war. Is there a national security interest? I would say no. It doesn't look like they're going to get their $61 billion right now because the Democrats aren't going to budge on, on border policies that are extreme and MAGA Republican, extreme MAGA Republican policies. But just like Biden does with everything, he ignores what the American people want. He ignores what the judicial system instructs him to do, just like student loans. Supreme Court said, you can't, you can't forgive student loans. Oh, okay. We're going to go do it anyway. And there's several things he's done that on. I mean, that's who the real dictator is, right? American people. Oh, man, we don't want to send more Congress. No more money for Ukraine until we get our own border taken care of. American people, man, we're tired. Stop sending our money unaccounted for to Ukraine. With no accountability, no responsibility. We don't know who's getting it or what. But he's going to give it to them anyway. Here's another $200 million. This isn't. This would be a drawdown of U.S. military equipment of $200 million. We still have to spend $200 million because we're going to give them $200 million of old, worn-out U.S. shit, and then we're going to purchase new, cutting-edge $200 million worth of U.S. shit. You see what they're doing. They're laundering money through the blood of Ukrainians by giving our own old stuff to them, then purchasing new stuff for ourselves. And they're proud of it. They brag about it. I already showed you Mitch McConnell, man. He's happy. He thinks it's wonderful. In fact, his words, not mine. Thank you. Before the press. Before the press. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hush up a second, okay? Hush up. I got one more thing to say. I've just signed another $200 million drawdown for the Department of Defense for Ukraine, and that'll be coming quickly. Thank you. Thank you. Compromise is how democracy works, and I'm ready and offered compromise already. Holding Ukraine funding hostage in an attempt to force through an extreme Republican partisan agenda on the border. So we gave... Zelensky, $200 million of U.S. stuff, and now here he is, an extreme an extreme Republican agenda on the border. ...is not how it works. It's exactly how it works. Because you guys will not address it if, as a single issue. The only way we can get you guys to even pretend to be somewhat sane and rational is to hold things like this hostage. That's the fucking point. That's exactly how it works. That's exactly, as far as extreme policies, oh, I don't know. I guess it's pretty extreme to think people should remain in Mexico. I guess it's extreme to think that they shouldn't just come unfettered across the border. I guess it's extreme that we, Republicans don't believe in child sex trafficking and we need to do something to stop that. It's extreme that fentanyl has killed 100,000 Americans, and we don't approve of that and think the fentanyl needs to be stopped. It's extreme to think that the cartels need to be stopped. It's extreme to think that a wall actually fucking works. Oh, really extreme MAGA ideas at the border. Archaic, in fact. Inhumane. (laughs) 
Ay, ay, ay. So that was Biden's comparison or compromise. We've already compromised, man. We've told the Republicans, look, just give us more money to process people faster and fly them about the country wherever they want to go. Yeah. This is his idea of compromising. Remember this? Back when Title 42 was going to expire, they said, we will veto Republican border bill that would keep Remain in Mexico in place. Keep building the wall and allow migrants to be held in detention for longer than just three days. That's their idea of compromise. And you want to talk about funding and the extreme agenda? This is... This is insane. I mean, this is there and say the fact that Republicans want to actually have a real border that people can't just cross at will is extreme. Again, the fact we want to stop child sex trafficking, this fact that we want to stop the, fent- the flow of fentanyl coming into the country and killing 100,000 Americans a year. The fact that, well, about every 14 months, 100,000 Americans die of fentanyl overdoses. The fact we want to go after the cartels, the fact that we don't want terrorists and Chinese spies coming across the border, that's extreme. You're you're crazy. You're crazy. So is this guy. It's very different to say, on top of that funding, we are going to make major changes in law. And that's what Republicans are asking for. They are asking for very severe, very draconian immigration. Very draconian immigration policies, like not letting people come to your country unless they go through proper channels to do so first. Call me draconian then. Immigration policy changes, policy changes that they know could not pass if they weren't holding up support uh, for the war against Vladimir Putin. But isn't that Um, the exact point? I just think that's the difficulty. Isn't that the? Isn't that their exact point? Well, this is a moment. It's a crisis. I think many people agree. What's happening at the yes. border is a crisis. So this is a moment we got to deal with it at home, and then we're going to help Ukraine too. Yeah, I, I, I think we should separate the two. I- Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I agree. GFY, baby. GFY. You can take your, uh, you know, you can say whatever you want, man. Nancy Pelosi, of course, had her say as well. My pleasure. But remember, the longer they take for Ukraine, more people will die, more women will be raped, more children will be kidnapped, and it'll be all on them. We have to get them to move. The longer you take to secure the border, the more Americans will die of overdoses, the more children will be raped, the more child sex trafficking will happen. The more the cartels will control the border, the longer you take. And that's all on you. Throwing my pens around. Got to have a pen in my hand. Yeah, the longer you take, Nancy, are the more women getting raped traveling to the United States border. The more children being sold into sexual slavery. The more fentanyl coming to this country, killing tens of thousands of Americans. That's all on you. They sit there, they think they think we're stupid, really. They think you're stupid. They think I'm stupid. 
when all you have to do is look, everyone knows what's happening. Everyone knows the border is chaos. They can say, all they do, and anytime this shit happens, it doesn't matter what the topic is, the border is chaos. Oh, no, the border is secure. The economy, the economy is in shambles. Interest rate sucks and people can't afford their monthly expenses. Oh, the economy is great. You know how many people are coming across the southern border? Like I said, estimates nearly up to 9 million since Biden took office. 12,000 a day on the busiest days. They're just releasing them into the United States because they, they can't, they can't, they don't have the facilities to house all of them. They're not making them remain in Mexico, number one. And then the ones that do come across, they don't have the facilities. And these are the documented ones. You have the gotaways. Gotaways, whatever number you hear, add 30% to it. That is about what they know the gotaway numbers are. And they know this through electronic and video surveillance of different kinds. They count them after the fact. So we know that that number is about 30% of the, of the encounters, the border encounters. Add 30% more to that. And that's the real number that have come into the country. CBP sources exclusively tell Fox the numbers are so unsustainable, they have begun releasing as many as 5,000 migrants a day into the U.S. In a disturbing acknowledgement, 30 individuals have matched the FBI's terrorism watch list since October 1st, putting border state lawmakers on high alert. Yeah, they should be on high alert. That's, uh, huh. This is this is a problem that has not gone away. I've done so many shows on it that I don't even need to make notes anymore. I can just give you the updated numbers and use the same information and the same. But it's getting more frustrating because they're not taking care of it. And now here they, here we are. They want more money for Ukraine. And then they call Republicans crazy for trying to secure our own border. They call Republicans extreme. They care about Ukraine more than they care about America. And I think that's proven. Border security? We need border security. We're not moving forward. And if Joe Biden wants to shut down the government over not over not being willing to secure the border, that's on him. The border has never been this wide open. In fact, we never had a month in our history of over 200,000 illegal border encounters. We've had 17 of those under Joe Biden. And as you just mentioned, 12,000 in one day is the worst ever. 12,000 in one day. More in fiscal year 2024, which began in October. So October of 2023 to today, more people than at any time in an entire year have come across the border. Meanwhile, you've got fentanyl destroying lives and families. China is sending fentanyl into Mexico. The the Supplies for it, the ingredients. Mexican cartels are bringing it into the United States. China is sending CCP spies across our southern border that's wide open, laughing their asses off the whole way. Fentanyl? In 2022, fentanyl was responsible for 200 deaths every single day. Fentanyl is the number one cause of death for Americans between the ages of 18 and 49. It surpasses heart disease, cancer, 
Fentanyl deaths have increased every year since 2012. In 2022, 73,654 people died from a fentanyl overdose in the U.S., more than double the amount of deaths from three years prior in 2019. And you can see prescription opioids account for 14,000 deaths, heroin only 5,000, fentanyl, But there's something we can do to fix that. There's something we can do to fix that. In 2024, we can bring back a man who, while you may not have liked him, while he may have been a jerk, while he may be, I don't know, maybe he is a narcissist, man. Most type A personalities have a little bit of that in them. It's hard to sometimes differentiate between, you know, a good, healthy ego and confidence and narcissism. Whether he did mean tweets or not, I don't care. I care about results. And the fact is, other than the year of COVID where they were destroying him and the U.S. economy, the U.S. was better off in every single way under Donald J. Trump than the Biden regime that's currently occupying the White House. It's not even close. So there's something we can do to fix it. We can close the border. We know the man who will do it. And it's this guy right here. On my first day back in the White House, I will terminate every open border policy of Biden and the Biden administration and stop the invasion of our country. On Tuesday, we had the single highest day of illegal border crossings ever recorded. We had 12,000 in one day, many coming out of the prisons, many coming out of mental institutions all over the world. In Staten Island recently, two elderly World War II heroes and a Korean War veteran were thrown out of their nursing home to make room for these illegal alien migrants. They were thrown out. They were 94 years old. This This is just one more reason why, upon my inauguration, we will begin the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. Okay. He's got my vote. He's got my vote. He should have yours too. Look, if you care about America, if you care about what's going on in this country, you can't sit on the sidelines. Your vote does count. Your vote, it does matter. We need to come out in 2024 like we've never come out before. There needs to be a landslide victory. Vivek Ramaswamy is right. We don't need to just win. We need a Reagan-esque revolution to squash for a decade the extreme commie Democrats and put them back in their place to Turn this country back into what it once was. To make America great again. That is not a bad term. I wear the MAGA tag with pride. Because making America great again is not a bad thing. Unless you're an extreme commie Democrat. They think that America being great is a horrible thing. They think that American exceptionalism, that patriotic pride, that flying the American flag and standing for the 
national anthem is somehow bad. It's not. Get to work locally. Get to work in your communities. Get to work nationally. Get to work with your checkbook and send out some money to candidates that you can support. Get to work watching podcasts. Get to work watching things like this so that we can spread the word further and further and further. I may not reach a lot of people, but I do reach some. And you can help me out by giving me a follow on rumble.com slash the nun report. Watch the videos, follow the channel, give a thumbs up if you do. It's called a rumble, kind of cool. It's not a thumbs up or a like. Likes are for pansies on Facebook. Rumble has rumbles. So do that. If you just listen on the, on the podcast channel, that's cool. I'm on all the podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, whatever. I'm on, I broadcast on all of those if you're driving or whatever and you need to listen there. I get it. I get it. I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report. I've even started a TikTok account because, man, that's where the kids are. And so even if I don't post a lot on there and I'm not going to reach a lot of kids, I need to stay in touch with where they're at. You got to go to where they're at. We, in order to pass the baton, you've got to be within reach. So if we're going to pass the baton to the next generation, we need to be in reach of that generation. And a lot of that right now is on TikTok. Okay? I'm on Twitter, at Nun Report, as you can see right there. And like I already said, I'm on all the socials at The Nun Report. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You know, it's... Uh, it's been, a, it's been a good time. It's been a good time. So just go to my website, nunreport.com. You can click into everything, one stop, one shop, right there. And uh, anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. Cheers.